laugh. I, I, I'm like, I'm like, who decides the cautions? Did Tom, <laughs> did Tom decide the cautions? You're listening to Safe Space Radio <laughs> on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is July 3rd, 2021, if you're listening live. Five and- years ago, I got married. It was a terrible choice. Don't make choices like that. Was it on the 3rd or the 4th? The 3rd. It was on July 3rd. Yeah, if the 4th, it would be closed. The the the, the courthouse would be closed. This court. is technically your 5th anniversary right now. Yes, but I've spent most of my... I've spent every one since... Other than... I spent every anniversary with you because you threw me against the wall before the first year. So, so we, we spent... That he got so mad. We spent the first anniversary in um, Fire Island. You and, and we're going to spend this one. We're going to we're going to Cold Spring. We're going tomorrow. to Cold Spring. We we always go away on on my anniversary weekend. I don't know if you're trying to like lighten the blow. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the beginning you were, and then and then it just became a thing. And now we've been together seven years. We've been together before, since before I was with him. Yes, since um, before you were married. Yes, um, and um, then we were we tried to include him into our relationship for lessons on Polly. We tried to include him into our relationship, which started first. So me and Francis were the primary. Technically, we tried to include him, and you said you would take you would not be the primary to like you know because I had wanted kids. And then he wouldn't let you sleep over. He wouldn't let me sleep over. He wouldn't let us fuck. He wouldn't. He did. This is not what we agreed upon on our roof altogether. When I got married, it's, we, we, you don't mean, just we, steal a bitch. We weren't supposed to be having sex when we were. I don't, what if I need to win in court? <laughs> now I now I can't take him to court. <laughs> Here we go. Well, now now I can't get alimony. Just kidding. I wasn't really going to try, but there was a part of me lately that's been wanting to try because he did. That's not really alimony. That's just he garnered my wages. He what's it called when somebody's a pimp? Garnished your wages. Garnished my wages. He garnished my wages. So I kind of want the wages back that he garnished. That makes sense. And it's not really alimony, but it would have to be alimony because he doesn't have any fucking money, even though he's a criminal and a fucking <laughs> that man. He should not have married a radio show host. <laughs> and I was already on the radio when he married me. Well, at least you didn't say his name. I did not. I did not ruin him like that. Everyone knows, but. <laughs> so seven years, have people been asking you, so you getting a seven-year itch? Yep, yep. People have been asking me about the seven-year itch, and I'm like, the itch for what? The itch to fuck him? Because I am getting that itch. like Yeah, like just uh, yesterday or the day before, we're going away to Cold Spring. So I'm getting all kinds of supplies, make sure we have everything. I got a new friggin' tub of lube and I hadn't put it away yet. And you said, oh, did you want to test it? <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he said? What it he was said. like 8 o'clock in the morning when you showed me that. <laughs> it was like 8 a.m. It was literally 8 o'clock in the morning. No, you hadn't slept over. This is when you were coming. You had come over for dinner. So, okay, so it was a decent time for okay. Because I thought you, I thought you showed me that lube at eight a.m. and I'm like, oh shit! Like, I am, but I am that kinky at eight a.m. is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Seven year itch. We're we're in a better. We're in with a friend. I'm not going to stay on the air, but with a friend, I we tried out a. 
cock ring that vibrates. Oh, did you? Yeah, I highly recommend. Is this the guy that you saw just recently, like a few days ago, when you had texted me that you wanted to have sex? And I was... It, it's... um. Just, I was not, I was tired. I'm not going to explain the, the guy because I don't want to go into the details of it, but I saw it, it, it on the air. I'll, I'll tell you later. So how was it, the vibrating cock ring? The vibrating cock ring was, I highly recommend to viewers, highly recommend. It, it, it vibrates with your Bluetooth on your phone. What? Bluetooth on your phone. It, 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 your phone sends what, what types of vibrations you want. So he was there like while we were fucking like sending different vibrations. That's cool. It was cool. That is cool. I think we might want to try the vibrating cock ring. Sure. You know, I'm not sure, but you could be, even while fucking you have the ass, you could have something vibrating in your cock. We we can try it on a dildo, or and we can try it on my cock, uh, fucking you. We can still do that. You can you can try it on your cock, fucking me. We could also try it for fucking just giving you vibrate. Would your cock be slightly hard while you're getting fucked up the ass, or not really? Why is it earlier, seven minutes ago, that we were questioning why there are all the warnings before our show? <laughs> I didn't plan to come into here um, recommending um, vibrators and dildos and cock rings and dicks, but I am still very gung-ho about recommending all these things. And tomorrow, You know what? This is July. how you don't get the seven-year itch. You don't get the seven-year itch by using a lot of toys and... Sharing, sharing yourself, sharing yourself with others. I, I'm not going to say you have to be poly to not to last longer than seven years, but I'm going to say it does help. But you have to be healthy poly. And Francis and I are very healthy poly. We always tell each other. I'll tell. I'll tell you. You know who I'm talking about. I just don't want to say it because of their Fine. their relationship on the air. But, um, you know, you know, we Francis and I are very honest with each other. Yeah, extremely honest, very open. Um, but also, you know, Polly isn't for everybody. Not for um, everyone. Not and, for everyone. And, uh, you know, it's... Not, obviously not for my husband, who tried to steal you from me. He's tried to steal me away. He tried to steal me away. That was outrageous. And you were like, no, no. I think most people nowadays, though, they, they tend to accept. I don't date anybody who doesn't accept that, but... He pretended to. Remember, he kind of pretended oh, yeah. to. Yeah, I know. We 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 like grilled him. We were like, "Is this relationship still going to last if if the two of us get married on that roof, on your rooftop?" I know. And he was like, "Of course, I really want to be a part of all this with you guys." And then he was going. He had me locked in the house and was going to sex parties. I wasn't even going to any sex parties. And he was telling them that. Telling everybody, telling the police, telling this, that, the, the the other people, not the police, because we don't deal with the police, but it felt like the police. He told he told the social workers at his job, you know, oh, she was Polly and I wasn't. He was going to sex parties and I was locked in the house. Sex parties. And he was like, boo to Mount Sinai. I'm gonna, I'm I'm narrowing in on who this is about. <laughs> <laughs> he, we have so, social workers at Mount Sinai that would deal with people's bad relationships, basically. Um, 
it's like a family, it's a family social workers. They deal with families, you know? And he went in playing victim. They didn't fully buy it, but they sort of bought it. They bought it about the poly part. They didn't buy it that he was making me the identified patient, which means you're just like putting one person in treatment and not getting your own treatment, which is a big thing people do where they like, um, a relationship is sick and they name one person as the sick person instead of healing the relationship. That's wrong. It's wrong. Oh no. He, what he did to me was wrong. That boy. And not just cause he broke my back. <laughs> no, the fucking like humu- humiliation of going into a place saying I was Polly and he was not when he was going to sex parties and I was locked in the house. But I was scared of him because he threw me against the wall. So I was scared of him. So I didn't know how to like stand up for myself yet. Um, and just be like, I'm just not going to take this anymore. You know, at that point I was, I had moved out because I did know not to live with the person who threw me against the wall, but I didn't yet know to run. Or I just didn't know how to run because that's, it's the scariest thing about abuse is you don't always know how to run. You know, you um, know that the person is going to follow you and he has. Okay. Let's, uh, no, I, I think that's, this is a really good, yeah, let's go down this road. This is a really good thing to talk about on here. You know, I think people need to, need to know what, what it go, what people go through. Do you feel you're completely out of the situation? I'm not until I get divorced. No, and I, I, no, I'm not. And I need to get divorced because he, he still might be the person calling the safety checks and breaking into my apartment because he is a, vi- a viable person they would listen to. He is married to me. The police would listen to the fact that he's married to me. Even though they have their own suspicions about him doing other illegal things that are very illegal and very wrong. They don't mind to, to still take his word on that. That's the problem with the police. What are the steps you have taken that have been helpful in keeping yourself safe from him? Getting my own housing. Um, I'm going to, the next step is I'm going to move where he doesn't know where I live because to get, give me my cat back, he, he would not give the cat back unless he dropped it off at my house. And, you know, I couldn't leave my cat there because I couldn't leave my cat there any longer. It's your cat. She has other, he has other of my pets. There, there were multiple cats that, that I took in, two cats. But, you know, they fucked in any, everything anyway. And he's, he's more attached. I, I might, the female cat, he has like a gangster hood thing going on at his house. And the female cat did not like to that. She didn't like, she didn't take well to people coming in and out, these fucking hoodlums. So she needed out. Whereas the male cat, who I took in both of those cats, he, um, he did not need out as mad. So when he was only willing to give me cloud and I took, I took the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I took the deal to get the one cat because I wasn't going to get more than one cat. So I took the deal. And taking the deal required me to him to come to my house. So the next place I live, he will not know where I live. And like try calling the cops in. What uh and if you can't think of any off the top of your head, that's fine. We didn't know we were gonna go down this route. And I know if we did know we were gonna go down this route, we'd be taking prepared. notes. Yeah, but taking notes and stuff. Off the top of your head, can you think of organizations that are trustworthy that can help people in this situation um i mean i think if you're queer cal and lord is a great doctor's office that has like really listened to me and helped me um i think um housing works is right now trying to help me with housing um 
you know, so that's a great organization. I think that's also if you're queer, but I'm not sure. Housing Works might, might. I think Housing Works is for everybody. Okay. Okay. So Housing Works might be for everyone. Um, but I I'm think they sure. have a center. I think they're, I think sure. they're centered around. I think they like definitely like take more cases that are, but I think they are, are for everyone. I, I think that, I think. They're very I queer. Know, I just I went to them. I just started with them this week and they're very queer friendly. You know, they hadn't. I guess my mom had called with the name Kristen or something because my mom found out about them from NAMI, National Association for the Mentally Ill. Um, my mom has been doing great work going to groups and stuff like that to learn about mental illness. I know that uh, the, the bin that we have outside of my apartment is Housing um, Works. It's Housing Works. And it says uh, that uh, that it was for the benefit of hiv and AIDS. yeah so that's why i get why i get the queer is they, they i think they they really focus on the hiv and aids so that a lot of their clients are queer because of that and so when i went in saying oh no my name is actually lucas they were really cool with that mm-hmm. right away uh, some organizations really are not and you notice that you know and in the year or two i've been out i've noticed that so for housing works it is advantageous to be it's advantageous to be queer, but if you're not queer, they will still accept you. I think Calen Lord, um, I think they're actually getting stricter on that where like my brother was not queer and they were accepting him in the past and they actually did make him get a new doctor because they, I think with funding cannot afford to take people on that are not queer. And it is a housing, Calen Lord has always been a queer focused doctor's office. But with that said, all you need is Medicaid or, you know, they accept a lot of insurances um, you sh- there, if you need a queer focused doctor's office, that's going to help you be on your side. Cal Lord is really the best place. Um, but you know, I haven't found a lot of great places and that's why I'm stuck here. You know, um, so those are really good doctor's offices, but I haven't found any good like legal advice yet really, or I'm not, I'm not really sure how I'm going to fully f- move forward with this divorce. Well, I'm going to help you figure it out. Yeah, we, we'll figure we help it out. Each other, and and when we figure this stuff out, we'll we'll share what we learn uh, on the air. Yeah, we we will definitely share these resources. But I I definitely say if you're in New York, Housing Works and Calen Lord are really 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 good resources. You know, I'm glad we we're talking about this stuff because um, Pride Month was June, and we didn't really go into it that much. Yeah, so, I know uh, it's hard. It's hard when you're a queer host is you don't want to fucking shove it down people's throats right and like i was in a group i i go to group therapy and like the you know this there were some of the participants were kind of judgmental to the to the staff who was really trying to focus the month on that and it's hard when you're queer and you you hear that feedback of somebody being like i don't really want to i don't really want to do that you know i don't really want to like focus like they like why do we have they said she was talking about gay things and she said why do we have to spend the month talking about gay rights talking about gay things is not talking about gay rights it's not the same thing you know what i mean like talking about like but you know it's i I remember as a teacher the hardest thing for me i like in bullying i could always handle kids bullying each other but like when they were bullying each other about being gay i'd have a hard time because, you know, I'm, I, I looked queer. I looked, I was already, before I became Lucille, which was my stage character, I was 
like Kristen or Chris and like those I was very queer as Kristen and Chris, you know, and so I looked queer and to defend these kids, it made me feel more uncomfortable. Whereas to defend something about something about racism or about something else, just any other issue, wearing glasses, even though I wear glasses too, I guess, but it's just different. You know, I just didn't want to think I was maybe like placing my own views on, you know, it just gets very complex. Whereas, you know, kids shouldn't be bullied. You still feel really nervous to, to, to step in. I did something very, I didn't, what, what I didn't do very much upsets me yesterday. Uh, I, I, I did not speak up for someone. And, it's the and, hardest, and right? When I you don't speak really up for someone. About it. What happened was I was uh, walking home from getting some stuff for our, our trip and it was on 8th Street and 6th Avenue and there was a, a trans woman that uh, had been kind of camped out on that corner for a while, had a good amount of stuff there. <laughs> And the cops were evicting her. You and can't, you can't change an eviction. I guess not. I guess not. They're but, evicting a lot of like, people downtown but, right now. But there were so there, there's there were a number of people. You know what they do though with the evictions? They steal their ID. They steal any ability. They steal all their clothes, their ID, their ability to get more like resources. And that's my problem with these evictions. These cops are not polite. They, they, why, why take someone's ID? Why not just hand them the ID back? You can take everything, but an ID is, they can keep that, anything they can carry on their person, you let them carry. I didn't know that, but. Oh, I just read it. I just read an article about it. There were, there were, there are a number of people that have been living on the streets in that area. Uh, Why they pick that person? Why the trans woman? I, I, I did read about some other a straight couple that got evicted recently too um, on the on the East Side Highway, but um or whatever it's called over there. But um they it's it's I'm sure that, that they picked the trans person first. I'm sure, but it's still just the way we treat homeless people in this nation it, and especially in New York is atrocious. Those are people. It, it, it bothered me that I didn't say anything. Apparently if I had said something, it wouldn't have made a difference. And I don't think it so. It just would have maybe escalated the situation. So I guess in that, in that case, I can feel a little Well, with the police, the you just can't, you can't, the, you, the police are the police, you know, and you're not going to have more say over a policeman ever. You're never going to have more say, you know, my doctors don't have more say over a policeman. You know, and that's sad because I, 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 to anyone who's not listened before, I had a lot of safety checks called on me um, and then people would break into my apartment after the safety check was called. And my doctors would be trying to get me out saying I was, I had been, been with them all week. I was totally fine. Um, would not let me out of Woodhall, would not let me, would not, not take me. The, the police said, we don't know who this doctor is, da, da, even, even if they worked for government organizations. Yeah, and and no, I don't really like having the amount of homeless people in my neighborhood living on the streets. But you know, th- th- during the coronavirus, the shelters they're the shelters. kicking people out of the shelters, and and yeah, that's, and so I'm I because I'm, we were I, kicking people out of housing. We're kicking people out of housing, so yeah, we're currently kicking street. people out of housing. The rent the rent amendment is has passed. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to make a, a deal about homeless people living on the streets when they've been kicked out of the shelters. You know, it reminds me of this, uh, it was a long time ago, Giuliani was recently in office, and uh, and and uh, I was talking, I was at CBGB's, that's how long ago it was. <laughs> Well, that was in my lifetime. It was. It was actually it was. It was. It was CBGB's the the annex that was next door. Yeah. And, and this this like yuppie guy was talking about how great Giuliani was because he got the homeless people off the streets. Oh, what said, a little bit! I said he didn't get the homeless people off the streets. He got the homeless people off the streets in the nice neighborhoods. Yeah, and exactly. He didn't get them into homes. Do you think he got them into actual homes? No. Do you think he made if a he program? got them into homes, fine, fine. If Giuliani got them into homes. Ugh, I saw some some girl flip out on Giuliani's son. Giuliani has a son, right? Andrew. Yeah. Um. She flipped out on him. Say, is he running for something or doing something? What's he doing? I don't know. He's out on the streets doing something. He's Tr- doing something. Trying to talk. He's trying to I don't, talk. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's trying to say. And this this black girl was like, bitch, you, we hate your father. We hate your father father and he was trying to be all cool but she i was just like this is my hero like that is exactly what i feel like we hate your father yeah giuliani (laughs) is as racist as trump if not more so yeah absolutely and like we hate him yeah yeah and and he he, yeah that that's what is that andrew kid trying to do because he can't do shit i hate to say you can't do shit because of your father but if you don't disown your father then you can't do shit does that make sense? Like, I don't want to say that you're born into a bad thing and you can't do shit. Does that make sense? Because then you're a victim too. Because maybe he was a victim of Giuliani, but he wasn't because he, he likes his dad. Well, that's okay to like No, it's, it's not okay is, to like your dad, dad when your dad's Giuliani. You're, yeah, you're right, you're right. You gotta, you gotta like, you have to make a stance. And if you want, like, otherwise you're Giuliani. You have that name and you keep it and you live with that. And we ain't taking another Giuliani. What do you think this is? The Cuomo times? We, we we already took in a second Cuomo after a bad first Cuomo. After the Italians tried to assassinate the first Cuomo. We just thought it was a great idea to put it in another Cuomo. Look how that's going. We, we don't entirely agree on the Cuomos. Mario or... Oh, he... This boy loves... He... I... I love Mario Cuomo. And he, I think, is an example of trying to not disown your dad, but trying to be separate from your dad. Okay. You know what I mean? I think he he did his own thing. He he did did go directly against his father to become a like news reporter. Like that he went directly against his father. Um actually like um what is his name that who just died, that reporter. I can't the the, inter- the interviewer. Uh uh Joe Franklin? No, 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 no. The little one with the suspenders. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He he helped him get in because his dad was going to buy his like grit and armor and make sure he did not become a news reporter. And that's an example of going against your father to do something good. You know, he didn't want to be in politics. He wanted to go out and do good. So, yeah, we can fuck Mario Cuomo. But we cannot fuck... Andrew Cuomo. He is not that cute, Daddy Cuomo. He's still daddy, but he's not that cute. He's not that. He's cute enough, but he's not cute enough to be this much of a fucking Satanist. Whatever the 
fuck he is. He, I wanted to call him Nazi, but I thought I thought I thought better of it. I want to get back to Giuliani for a minute because. <laughs> Uh, you know, I still hear people talk about, well, you know, he really did do a lot to clean up the city. Um, no. Bullshit. Bullshit. Well, there's no graffiti now? Well, there's a lot of graffiti back. <laughs> I just love him to see it. A lot of the things that were actually positive and good things that happened during his administration were things that uh, were put into place by David Dinkins, who has never been given enough credit for what he did. He did a tremendously good job, and he didn't get a chance. He only served for one term because things were so fucked up when he got into office, so fucked up when he got into office. It's, there's no way he could fix it all in one term, but he did such a tremendously good job in his first term, and he put in so many tremendously great programs and policies that they began to grow and flourish during the Giuliani administration. What Giuliani did was went to war on poor people, went to war on people of color, went to war on nightlife people, and and uh, and just wanted to make the city uh, a safe place for uh, for the rich and for tourists. And he he really didn't do. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, the club kids were running rampant at the time, so he had like free reign to like go go out on a nightlife. Um, because you know Peter Gation had palladium, and he had um, what's it called the one in the, in the um the one in the night in the church um, what's it called? Oh, limelight. Limelight. So he had limelight and palladium, and he. He went down on Peter Gation. You know, Peter Gation and his family are no longer allowed to come into this into this country. I did not know that. No, they're offered like they're offered the way you are if you're a war criminal. They're offered restitution in Canada, but if they come back here, they are going to be convicted. They like of their crimes, but the Canada felt so bad. What did they do? He did nothing. He owned two nightclubs, <laughs> and and Giuliani tried to try him for that kid dying. For Angel dying. Wow. And um, um, so when Angel died, um, there was, you know, for, from the club kids, they, they, they tried to try him instead of really trying the kids. And saying he knew what was going on. Da, 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 he played the blind eye. Like every, that, that would be, can you, has that ever been tried before or again? You know that the club owner is responsible. For somebody ended up dead, not in the club, but in the apartment of 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 a, of a promoter's. Like, come on. Well, here's something that happened this week: <laughs> Giuliani lost his law license in New York. Well, I did not know that, but <laughs> yeah. that yeah, is revoked. reason to party. Yeah, it was revoked for for his uh, for his uh, uh, lies about uh, the the election and lies, in, you know, for for lying in court and to the American people about all of these things. They're like, you know, you can't have a law. The guy that was fucking mayor of New York City, <laughs> that was attorney general of New York City, no longer has a law license yes! in New York State. Yes, yes. <laughs> I might get up and have it, get a drink for that one. Do you want me to get you a drink? Uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to read the copy. All right. And thank you. I appreciate that. Friends, COVID-19 is disrupt, has disrupt, is disrupt, uh. <laughs> with most of our, I'm just going to go drop, drop down a little oh, bit with most of our revenue, uh, 
revenue streams evaporated. We need your help. We realize you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way towards helping us stay on the air. There are three ways you can help. First, you can give a one-time or monthly donation. I'm sure there are cups here. Oh, good. A one-time or monthly donation by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. There you'll find some great t-shirts, mugs, and other swag that, thank you, and other swag that we'd like to send you to say thanks. You can also use your phone to text RFB1232442321. That is text RFB1232442321. It only takes a moment and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you shop on Amazon, you can go to amazon.com slash smile and register Radio Free Brooklyn as the nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go to RFB and it will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford will make a huge difference. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts and wish all our listeners health and happiness as we weather this storm together. Which is almost over. What storm? Coronavirus pandemic. No, there's like a new, there's a new strand. A variant. I'm not too scared. No, I'm not too scared. Uh, that's why I didn't say over. We still, there's still. It's, I mean, they're going to, they're going to run this shit to create mass hysteria for the next 20 years. That's my opinion. They're going to run this shit. Masks forever. I disagree, but I'd like to hear why you feel that way. Well, I think this whole thing has been to create fear culture. Not, not, it, it, obviously there was a virus. I okay, do believe, all right. <laughs> I do believe there was a virus, but they jumped on it. They jumped on it and they created fear culture and they weren't really concerned with the spread of the virus. They were concerned with the spread of fear, in my opinion. I'm not going to disagree with you on that entirely. I I do think... I'm not saying there wasn't a virus. I'm saying they weren't concerned. They weren't concerned. They were not concerned. They were, they were concerned about... You know, they have like the royalty in, in stadiums right now. If they were that concerned about this variant, that's now, then it's now like leading us back into a shelter. Well, I, I think... You know, this this obviously, you know, started when it was towards the end of the Trump administration and he didn't. It's not just that it's not just America. I'm talking this is like a like this is a U.N. Like, I don't know who is involved in this, but this is like right now in Canada, in the U.K. and in Australia, they can only buy essential essential items. The, the vaccine's already been out there. They, they have the vaccine. They're only letting them buy essential items. This is like fear culture to the max and fucking restrictions and... But Trump was the opposite of that. He, he played it down to the point where we didn't take the restrictions we should yeah. have taken in the beginning. Well... He wasn't doing fear culture. He was doing... It'll magically I'm go not, away. I'm not yelling about Trump. This, this, is, this, was, this is not about Trump. My, you can have other angers but than, than being mad at President Trump. And there might be a reason he was so afraid. I do not agree with the man or like the man. But I do think he probably 
handled this better than most people. Oh, hell no. Yes, he did. Oh, hell no. It's one thing he his did. Handli- it was a dis- his handling of it was a disaster. It's one thing he did. It it's- was an absolute disaster. <coughs> his his he he was a terrible terrible Wait, this is this is about this, this is about fear and culture this is i i do not want to live in fear culture i would rather live under president trump than live in fear culture man no i am i will not live in fear culture well things are more interesting when people disagree yep 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 but whatever but he was he he you want to live in this fear culture go ahead he, go ahead he, go ahead go ahead he did nothing. He did nothing. That's right. He did nothing, and things got completely out of control. No, and they didn't. Not not, not more than any other country. Yeah, more than other countries. Countries like uh, like uh, uh, was it Australia? Australia is still in. You can only buy essential items. I do not want to live in Australia. I would have rather died in that coronavirus than live in Australia right now. Anyway, there are other countries that handled it way better. Do not than mention Australia, had- Canada. <laughs> I was going to move to Canada too when this all began, but now I'm not moving to Canada because you can't buy no shit at all. Like it's Nazi Germany up in there. So let's just talk about that. That's there's no reason. There's no reason cutting off half the store makes the same amount of shoppers, meaning they're going to less amount of the store. You hear me? They're cutting off parts of the store. That just makes more people in a smaller environment and more able to catch coronavirus. Well, maybe the reason America is doing better now than a lot of other countries is because Biden got he more than he said he was going to get 100 million shots out in his first 100 days. He doubled Biden that. is a little piece he of shit. Doubled that. Biden is a little piece he of shit. Doubled He's that. never done anything in his office term any ever anything with Obama. He never did nothing with anybody. He has a bad history of being a little piece of shit. Biden has done nothing for this nation. Let me show me he's about to die and he did nothing here. I've done more for this nation than Biden has. He's done a tremendous job rolling out these these nope, uh, vaccines. No, 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 I don't care about him at all. He's done a great job with the vaccine rollout. I obviously would can, have voted can, him for him can, if if somebody didn't take away my right to vote. <laughs> that person being my husband, not to circle it back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, let's circle things back. A bit. I, want to talk, I want to talk a little bit about about coming out. Uh, the importance of coming out and instances where maybe it's not the the best idea. Um, but uh, I want to start with. I mean, um, it's always it's always a blaring red light. Like, don't do that. Don't do that when it ter- comes to coming out as trans. You know, I came out as gay and bisexual, poly, all at different times. Lesbian before bisexual because bisexuals are really hated. I, I, when I came so, out, it was as bisexual and it was in college. It's hard. That's a hard thing because bisexuals was, are really hated. And I was the first person to come out as bisexual in my college's entire history. Now, my college doesn't have a long history. It's, it's about the same age as me, 56 years old. It hasn't been around very long. I entered in 1981, so it was still a very young college. And it started around out, the same time I was born. Uh, before you were born. And. <laughs> I was born in 87. He went to college in 1981. 
No I, big deal. I graduated deal. college two years before you were born. <laughs> but that's because you graduated at a sickingly young age. I graduated college when I was 12. I'm joking. That's an exaggeration, but not much of an exaggeration. 16? I entered at 16. I completed my studies at 19, and I got my degree with honors a week before I turned 20. Well, good for you. And I was the first. I got. I graduated with honors too, you know. I know. <laughs> I went to a good school as well. I know. I went to NYU. It was a bet. One with my parents where my mom was like, my my. Both of my siblings don't feel out for my parents because both of my siblings went to private school with no bets. But, but, and my brother went to private high school as well. But, um, I, my, for me to get into private school, it, it had to be a bet. And my mom thought it was so funny that I wanted to go to NYU that she said if I got into NYU, she, she'd pay for it. And I didn't have to go to like the public schools in the state. And I got in. And then, but then I tried to like get out of going at one point, like like not go anymore. And it was apparently that that bet was like a binding on both sides. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would not. It wouldn't surprise me at all that you would get into any school that you would apply for. Well, you should talk to Joanne because she thinks. She, well, she won't admit, admit it anymore, but she thought I was not smart enough. She's like, "You're not going to get into NYU, Kristen." So. Backing up a little bit. So, I really like my own impression of my mom. Kristen. Kristen. So, uh, as I've mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I went to a meetup of Simon's Rock students, and uh, two of them were just graduated like a month ago. And 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 I talked about, you know, I had mentioned having a boyfriend a couple of times, and, and I said, you know, when I went there, I was one of three people who, who was out, and I was the only bisexual who was out. And I and it wasn't. It's hard later, to be bisexual. And, and it wasn't until later that I that I realized I was the first bisexual who was out. And and I asked them like, what was the temperature on the campus these days? And they said, uh, ha- like half the students there are identify as something other than straight, and that it's uh, generally assumed that you're something other than straight unless you come out as straight at Simon's Rock. And it made me feel it's fantastic. Beautiful. It's beautiful. To know that that uh, that that yes, that there's no question. In my mind, that that I had a little something to do with it because uh, I was popular in college, and my bisexuality was was not uh, something. Let's talk about was, that for a minute. Being popular in college, so, so I was also popular in college after not being popular in school. Well, I sold weed. I was popular. <laughs> no, but I, I was just popular because well, I also had a gimmick going. I I was ran the like queer women's group so like i kind of decided where all the queer women would go out and i did not disclude anyone but i think the idea was if you weren't down with me you weren't going out so i was i was like leader of the queer women i this is said to me by others and not said to me by myself (laughs) but um i was not cool Go growing up, and but then they did. They did want me to do. They did say to me on my ten year anniversary. I work at Pumps Brooklyn. Pumps Brooklyn just opened yesterday, so go support them. Cheers to Pumps. Cheers to Pumps. Um, at at Pumps, like they they said, 
on my 10 year anniversary, they came onto my wall, the girl who threw gum in my hair to say, we all wish, um, we all wish like the re the, the reunion happened at pumps Brooklyn tonight. <laughs> That's really sweet. Uh, even that though it's sweet, even though they threw gum in my hair, I later make it made up with them in high school after they threw gum in my hair in middle school. It's, that's the drama of growing up, right? Gum in your hair. Now, I knew that I was bisexual probably from the age of, I guess, around 12 or 13. It's young. Certainly by 13, maybe. Yeah, it is young. Um, and it was very difficult. Um, it was very difficult not talking to anyone at all about it um anyone i never talked to a therapist about it i never talked to a friend about it i never talked to a family member about it we didn't have those resources when we were growing up oh wait you have family and friends Um, but the therapist resource is what i'm thinking of like we didn't have that therapy resource growing up it was available it was. No, it wasn't for me. No, in Massachusetts, therapy was very taboo. Like, I was 65 pounds, and they didn't send me to sort of treatment. Jesus. That was where they would have sent me back then was Renfrew, because it was the only place back then. Um, but they were like, those quacks. You know, my my pediatrician, she was like, well, we're not going to know. We don't know. And so she never sent me to unisort treatment because of her all of her murmurs. Um, so I was like 65. Like, it's... Like, thank God we have eating disorder treatment now Like that's available because, but it's not available to everyone. Um, it's, I will say, not as available to black people, which is not. There, there would be as many black people in treatment as white people if it was available to them. If it was available to them, they would be there. And then one of them got kicked out. I got kicked out too, but like, it's different because I... Well, it might not be different because I'm trans. I'm not sure it's different. We we do not want to speak badly about Renfrew on this program. But we do need you to be nicer to black and trans people. That is all I'm going to have to say about that. I, I, I want them to do... I, I, there are so many good practitioners at Renfrew, but the people leading it, I, I, I think they need... They, there's some... Dr. Alex has got some questions to answer. I have a lot of Dr. Alex's too. But that's the one. So, getting back to coming out. And sorry. The I'm sorry. I'm sorry right. I interrupted you in my run through ramp. You can go on some tangents. It's, uh, it, uh, you know, especially if you're... Can you can you make this rant long enough to, so I can go pee? Yeah, sure. I'm going to run. Make it wrong. Make it long. I think, uh, especially if you're someone who is, who, who I, I was well liked and, and and respected in my college, and and I think about I think about who it was that inspired me most when I was young that that helped me to to have the strength to come out, and the person that comes to mind to me is Elton John. You know, here's a person. He's tremendously talented. He's tremendously famous. He's very rich. He's obviously very well respected. Um, and, uh, and when 
initially I think he he came out first as as bi before he came out as gay, and so that was great for me um, because I knew even though I didn't fully grasp what it meant, I I I at at the at the age where I I learned that he was bisexual, um, I knew enough of who I was that I knew that this actually. This was also me. And I was probably around 12 or 13 when he came out as bisexual. But I wasn't in a place where I felt comfortable or safe telling anybody. And I wish I had. Uh, I wish I had. If I, if if, and folks listening now that 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 feel you don't have family or friends to come out to, um, yeah, th- there is there is therapy, and there is uh, there is a, a there is that they can't tell anybody else like it, it is there 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 there's going to be privacy so i really i really recommend talking to someone about it even if you feel like you can't talk to anyone about it you came back at a good time yes did i yes because there is something i want we're, we're talking about first and or I was talking about firsts and coming out and stuff like that. You're going to be the first trans man in burlesque. If I put the money down to do it, yes, it will be. <laughs> I have, or to. That, that either of us know of, anyway. Yeah, um, I sort of ran away from burlesque because of this reason. Because I was like, can't think of a, there's zero other trans men. And so for me, that felt like, oh, I'll be bullied or I don't know. Like, I just felt like that was not a good. But somebody who's very high up in burlesque, very beautiful, very studied stage performance. You've, you've worked with her. Um, she reached out to me to be, to, I think, really explain why that can't be. Why that can't be that there are no trans males in burlesque. Um, and there are actually only like internationally like really two um Male to female, like um, trans people in burlesque. So it's not, they don't have trans, there's no trans representation in burlesque at the moment. And, or at least very little. Or at least very little, maybe in some small towns where we don't know of them. But I mean, in New York here, we keep up to date with everybody. We really try to. And so apparently there's nobody. And I would like to, you know, go back and do that. Um, I'm, I have some acts I'm working on, um, or one act I'm working on. I'm excited about this next chapter in your life. I'm excited about it too. I think it's going to be good. I think Um, it's going to be great. I think it'll be good, 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 good for, you know, she, the girl who reached out to me said it would be a monopoly for me and it wouldn't be, I shouldn't think of it as like a desolate desert. No. 
I mean, yeah, we do. We need. We need representation. So. We have to keep. Instead of being afraid, I have to think about, is this a place I can be? I can give that representation. Afraid. What do you mean? Um, I think, well, when I first came out, I just kind of was like, well, I won't do burlesque anymore because, you know, people just want to see girls who are girls. And boylesque is bo- burlesque is burlesque and boylesque is boylesque. Yeah. And there's just really, it's like burlesque is so gendered and there's no really, there, well, what is the in-between? Yeah, you feel like you didn't, like you don't fit in there. There's, there's no space for you. And that's right. Because there, there isn't, and and now because of you, maybe I could make some space for other people. That's right. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. So, I'm trying to figure out where I can get a really nice tailor. I did get a name at the bar the other day. You know, this is this is, you know, when you, when you're talking about this right now, I'm looking. 20 years into the future where where it is where trans men in burlesque is where there are complete trans male burlesque shows that, yeah you know or that might be just five years in in the future or, or even less 10 you know, 10 in, probably in, in 10 I, I, give me give me a little bit of time and and <laughs> and, and how great it is it, it is to be the first in something like that, or one of the first in something like that, to to and 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 it's and you're facing fear and you're being brave. And certainly, when I was 16 years old in college, I was facing fear and I was being brave, and I didn't really realize it at the time. I just was tired of not being who I was. And 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 this is this is, I, I yeah, I grew up in Greenwich Village, very liberal, and and you know, Stonewall was literally just. Uh, was walking distance from my home, the Stonewall Bar. But at the same time, my neighborhood, my block, being Italians. gay is one of the worst fucking things you can. Yeah, and I got, I'm Italian I got, too. The, I got, I'm not. I'm trying not trying to shit on Italians, but Italians. I got, I got beat up for being gay, even though I was closeted about it. Even though I, I never, I never had a boyfriend with me. I never, I never showed it uh, in, in ways that that I thought were 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 overt. You just I, look really gay. I did gay. my best to hide it, but, <laughs> but it didn't work. <laughs> you just look really gay. <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm proud of you for this. Thank you. It's been a long... It's been a long road coming to be able to be proud enough I mean, not proud enough, but be able to be like, strong enough to say that I would do burlesque as as a man. A, as a man, you know, because I was originally like I looked at it as the end of my dance career coming out. Well, it certainly it wasn't burlesque, but uh, you danced as a man at theater for the new city with me. You that did worked. interpretive dancing, and I was uh, and I did to my poetry. And it was great, and everyone loved us. Even your family was had watched it online, and uh, and and everybody that that we encountered. That was nice because they never supported my burlesque career, you know. So that was really nice that they kind of all tuned in. Yeah, 
I didn't strip this time. No. I didn't strip. But there, on. there will be more stripping in the future. Do not worry. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Things are starting to get back to normal in my neighborhood and not in the best way. Houston Hall is open again. Oh, shit. That place makes me want to fucking vomit like the vomit that they put on the street and every day. there is vomit on the street again yep. mm-hmm. on, yep. mm-hmm. on Saturday and Sunday mornings. And there's weird trash, like a fucking pair of shoes in a doorway for no reason. That's Unfortunately, that is back to normal for my block. Houston Hall. It's it's the Bridget and Tunnel mecca since Webster Hall closed down, although I think Webster Hall was back open. But Webster Hall, we do not speak as badly about since it was my employment. But... <laughs> But Houston Hall, Houston Hall is the bad sort of prison tunnel too. Webster, Terrible. Webster Hall, they all halls too. They all, they're all, they all have you. You're all halt as well. Last name Hall and Webster Hall and Houston Hall not related. <laughs> you tried to keep yourself so far away from Webster Hall and Houston Hall right there. <laughs> I would, too. I would, too. And one of the things that, that really irks me is is that these freaking people come into my neighborhood, literally on my block, literally in the park that I close every night and act like snobs. Yeah, they're wasted while acting like snobs. They're wasted. And they're children. They're like 12 years old. Like they obviously all have fake IDs, and they're like, and they're like, they're probably like, maybe they're twenty one, but like, they're wasted out of their mind, and they're acting like snobs. Goddamn kids! <laughs> Is that what I sounded like? No, that's what I've been sounding like lately. These goddamn kids coming into my neighborhood, putting their shoes. On the, on the doorstep? Why are their shoes on the doorstep? <laughs> what the hell is that? Who went home without their shoes? God damn it. I'm still trying to wonder that all the time. Who went home without their shoes? Who went home without their shoes? <laughs> it's not like shitty fucked up shoes. These were like a nice pair of shoes on a doorstep. How does... What, what are the bad decisions you make throughout the evening that, that you go home without your shoes? Like, even they get in a cab, like, with your shoes. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you spent your... I'm sure that drinks aren't cheap there. Fucking get in a cab. Well, they probably did get in a cab because they didn't have the shoes. But, like, why didn't you take your shoes in the cab? I don't know. It's, It's a mystery. I took a picture. It's not the first time, babe. I've seen shoes on your block too. I don't. Okay. Need, I don't need to see you don't, it. You'll need the picture. I've seen it. It's weird. But I'm just always wondering, like, why the fuck? Why the fuck? <laughs> uh, this is interesting. My my niece told my brother that one of his songs, "Sensitive Artist," is trending on TikTok. <laughs> I love when I trend. So, so I found out I was, I did a little dance. I did TikTok just one time, but I trended because 
I did like a little pro, like don't have an eating disorder dance on my fire escape. I also got cops came, I think, because of this song because they were I was being attacked in my apartment, not because I it was too loud, but that's another story. Um, and so I trended my first time and my one and only time. Now I'll be the first to admit I have no fucking idea what it means to be trending on TikTok. But I know that when people are trending on TikTok... It's a good thing you're famous. It's a good thing. Remember when I was telling you we were famous the other day? And it may or may not be true. Well, I don't... It was not true, but I was really... I I, This is just psychological. When when you're you're mentally ill and then somebody takes you on a ride for your mentally ill, someone told me we were famous and I believed it. And then I told Francis. And I didn't believe it. No, he did. He didn't up until we got a good spot in the. Okay, yeah, true, true. Then he said we are yeah, famous. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> the 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 uh, the uh, theater for the new city festival of the arts. They contacted me earlier on asking the for same me to week. be part of it. I emailed them right back saying yes, and they then, never got and the then, email. And they never got the email. So it's the festival was just a few days was a, a week away, and I and I called the organizer less than a week, and I, and I called the the organizer and I, and I said, uh, you know, I usually hear from tech people by this point, and they're like, we never got your email, we didn't know you were in, and I said, oh well, that's okay. They said, no, 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 no. Well, we will, we will, we you're in, and they put <laughs> us in like good spots too, and like while we performed, they were like. They were like, a lot of people asked us for this early spot because my brother was going to work. And my brother, you know, is an actor and I really wanted him to see. And he um, he came to see because like for us and they, they gave us the good spot. They, they, gave, us, they gave us a, a prime time spot and also in two different theaters. Yeah. And, and, and the Johnson Theater. So that was so. Yeah. And, and and she did say if there was anyone else, we wouldn't do this. So I, that's not being famous, but that is having some respect in the arts community. That I that think I'm that's what my of. friends meant by but we have uh, we have just a minute left. So we got to we got to wind things up. Babe, this was very interesting. We covered a lot of topics. We agreed on a lot of things. We disagreed on other things. But that's great, too. That makes for interesting things to come out. And I'm so psyched to be going away with you tomorrow to Cold Spring. I love you so much. I'm so grateful that you do this show with me. And, folks, we will be back live next week. Have a wonderful, safe holiday. Uh, you have a few seconds if you want to. Um, I just really appreciate everyone who listens. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for, for listening. Um, and and da-na, da-na. In, in listening, you are a part of this. And we appreciate that. It's a family here. It is. It is. I don't know what type of family, a really dysfunctional, fucked up family. He talks about really fucked up things at the dinner table. Show yourself some love. <laughs> Show some love to others. It's important. Goodbye. And you know Goodbye, folks. We